Good morning, YouTube family. Good evening or good afternoon, wherever you might be. Glad to have you guys coming on. Thank you for joining us. Hey, um, today I want to talk about something that happened this week. And I wanted to, I learned from it. So this is why I want to share it with you. And it's the topic for today's discussion. And it is that the Narcissists and the new supply are crippled by their own lies. And I want to talk about that because I don't want you guys being crippled by your own lies, right? Um, in fact, you don't want to be lying to yourself at all. You want to be honest with yourself. And that is a really hard thing to do, by the way. It takes humility to be honest with yourself. Um, but we're going to explore what it looks like when a narcissist does it and when the new supply does it but also when just regular people do it because it is crippling to everybody when they lie to themselves and when they believe their own lies. So we're gonna jump into that. I wanted to welcome you guys in. Welcome to Happy Crappy Hour. We're gonna talk about how to fix some of the broken things in your life. And you guys, you know, the reason I'm doing this channel is because I want to help people to see the truth. The truth is painful all right the truth is painful and you may offend people with the truth but sometimes they just need to hear it right and they may fight you on it because they don't want to know they don't want to hear the truth they, they want to believe the lie that they've been living for a long time which is what the narcissist and this new supply do they live in their fantasy world they live within their lies they want to tell themselves they've done nothing wrong. They want to tell themselves that they're, you know, the best people that are out there. They want to believe the lies they've been telling to themselves because it makes them feel good. Lies actually make you feel good. <laughs> and the lies that you tell to yourself, right? And that's why you hold on to it. And that's why they hold on to it. So when the narcissist believes that they're the smartest person in the room. They want to, they don't want to believe that other people could possibly have an opinion or perspective that could be right while theirs could be wrong. They want to believe that only their opinion, their perspective is the right one. And here's the deal. And especially if they're holding a grudge. You guys, grudges, lies, and lies go together. And gossip. There are three major things that go together that keeps the narcissist and the new supply within their destructive, crazy nightmare of a world. It's a nightmare to us, but they want to believe that it's a dream. Well, we're going to get started on that. Thank you for hopping on. Good to see you guys here. So one of the things that the narcissist does, or one of their characteristics, is that they're easily offended, all right? They are so easily offended that they will take offense. This is why you can't tell, I'm sorry, I'm trying to gather this. This is why you cannot tell them the truth. Because when you try to tell the narcissist the truth about something, or when you try to give them a perspective that goes against what they believed and shows that they were wrong, they're going to be offended because they cannot believe that they could be wrong. They cannot believe that somebody else, and especially you, right? And if they're not respecting you, and a lot of narcissists, a lot of times they don't 
respect other people. They only respect you if you if you have the exact same perspective they do. If you have the exact same opinion they do, then they respect you. But if you have an opposing opinion, they don't respect you. So even, even though you might be well-educated, even though you might be well-versed and, and experienced in whatever field, they are not going to trust you. They're not going to take your criticism or your comments or your instructions or your guidance because they believe they can do it better, right? They, they are so easily offended, though, if you tell them that what they believed isn't quite right. Like, they'll, they'll even say things like, well, I don't really know the answer to that, but this is my guess. And then when you tell them, well, actually, I worked there or I did this and I've already had that experience and this is what happens, they're going to be offended. I mean, there's no not offending a narcissist, you guys. So what happens to the narcissist when they get offended? They start lying to themselves. They start making up stories about you, about how, you know, in their heads, they start making up stories about you, about how ignorant you are, or maybe how critical you are, or maybe how uh, rude you are to point out their mistake, right? Or how annoying you are that you would oppose their point of view, how um, what is it unlikable you are, right? So they start lying to them, themselves, building this story about you because they have to shoot down the truth that you just told because it made them feel bad. The truth that you just told, even though you're, you're not even aware of this, by the way, you are not even aware that this is going on in their head. You're just sitting there thinking you're having a conversation. You you have some input on this topic. So you want to share what your experience or your knowledge about this topic is. Meanwhile, they're sitting there building up this narrative about you. And here's the deal. They will hold on to this lie to make themselves feel better. They'll, they'll hold on to the lie that you are somehow lesser than them. Or even if you told the truth and they admit like, okay, you were right. But it was the way you said it, you know, they'll, they'll sit there and, and, and stew on that. It's the way you said it. So that makes you a bad person for having told the truth. And they'll distract from the truth. Now they're focused on your character or um, some mistake that you made or not even a mistake because to them it's like they heard a tone. Like, what tone? I didn't use a tone. Oh, right there. That's a tone. You're like, oh my gosh, you cannot win in these discussions with a narcissist. And they're having this weird, crazy argument in their own heads. Anyway, so you're sitting there thinking you're having a discussion between two people or maybe in a group of people, right? A group setting. And you're giving your input. The narcissist does not care for your input unless it backs up their input. It backs up their perspective. Now, what happens after you leave that conversation is that the narcissist perpetuates this lie. The narcissist will go on, and this is what I was saying from the beginning, lies and gossip and grudges all go together. <clears throat> now the narcissist is going to start telling people about your character that they made up in their heads. 
they took something you said or a tone that you used or just, you know, they got offended because you didn't agree with everything they said. So now suddenly you're the bad guy because they're going to make up a story that it was your tone. Like even if they have to admit because they cannot hide that what you said was true, right? So when they're retelling this story, gossiping about you to other people, they're going to say how the way you said it was so rude or disrespectful or the look you gave them when you didn't even give them a look, right? You were just talking, thinking you're having a conversation. They're going to embellish this because it has to support their narrative. It has to make them look good. It has to bring you down so that other people, when they encounter you, will think you're the bad guy and the narcissist is the good guy. This is the psycho crazy town that the narcissist lives in. Now, they also bring the new supply in. If you've ever been with a narcissist for a period of time, you'll remember, and I'm sure you have had this experience, almost certainly that, because I've had it several times with narcissists in my life that I had no idea were narcissists to begin with, right? I thought they were just nice people, friendly people. They seemed pretty perceptive. They seemed pretty uh, likable. And I thought they were just, you know, pretty decent people. So when you think someone's a pretty decent person, you think I can trust their judgment, right? I can trust what they tell me about other people. And not that you're wanting to get into gossip, but narcissists will slide in information about other people during your conversation. And you're like, whoa, what was that about, right? Or they'll, they'll wrap it in a way that makes you think they're bringing a problem to you to solve with another person they're having this problem with. And really what they want is sympathy from you. They just want you to agree with them that this other person's a jerk, right? They're not thinking that, that maybe they can learn from somebody else's perspective. Hey, this is the situation. This is what happened um, in, in this situation. I went to talk to this person and this is what they said and this is how I felt. And, you know, they're not interested in possibly being wrong. They're not interested in you telling them that maybe they took something the wrong way. They just want to tell you that they were offended and that you have to trust them that the other person was an offensive jerk. That's gossip, you guys. That's gossip. That's not about bringing something into a conversation to solve. That's not bringing something in so that you can fix it. And narcissists will continue to live in their lie, their fantasy world, where they're always right and where everybody else who disagrees with them or somehow... Um, didn't let them steamroll over them is a jerk, right? They come in, they're convinced, they have to take control, they have to be in charge, they have to bulldoze everybody. And then when someone says, hey, um, maybe let other people talk, <laughs> okay? Maybe somebody else has a perspective on this. Maybe somebody else in the group wants to, to put in, you know, have some input then they're going to be very offended. They're going to then see you as an obstruction to them. 
this is the crazy, psycho, lying, you know, world that they live in. And then they pull the new supply in with them. And that's you and me, okay? They pull us in because we're thinking, oh, but they're so nice. They took us out to lunch. We spent time together. Uh, we're part of the same social group. We've had dinner together, whatever it was, right? You did some activity with them in a group or you, you were introduced to them by a really good friend that you trust. So you think this is, you extend that trust onto this narcissist. And then when you're hanging out with the narcissist and they're giving you this perspective that they expect sympathy for, you know, they're like, yeah, you're, you should agree with them that the person they're talking about, so that's gossip to begin with, right? They're naming the person, you know who this person is. They're like, you know, you can present to me a situation without naming the person. You don't have to name the person. If you're really interested in solving or getting somebody else's perspective on something, you do not need to name the person. If it's a person that the other, you know, the person you're talking to knows, okay? They don't need to know the identity of the person you're having a problem with. And now it's the narcissist who's going to spin it in a way and embellish the story in a way to make you think that the other person they have a problem with is a total jerk. They do this to the new supply all the time. This is how they build up the hero story and the victim story and their perspective on how uh, you know, the, the hero story will be about how they overcame these incredible odds and, and despite all these horrible, mean people in their way, they, they made it through because of their just wonderful character and how, um, how strong they are, right? Strong-minded they are, strong-willed. And you're like, wow, that's amazing, right? And then you look at the other people they just named and go, what jerks, you know, to have hurt you in this way? And their victim story, same thing. You know, they'll, they'll paint the other people who are in their life as total jerks and how they were victimized, disrespected or insulted or ignored or whatever it was. Excuse me. <clears throat> how they were taken advantage of by these other people. And the new supply, like you and I, will commiserate. We're like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, we understand. And that's exactly what the narcissist wants. But try this one day. See if the narcissist will accept a different perspective. Because when you start to ask questions like, oh, well, why would they say that to you? Or um, how did they say that to you? Do you think that maybe they might have, you know, their, their goal was something else? They weren't really saying it to you. They were just stating a fact. Or, you know, you cannot ask them questions because if you ask them questions, even as innocently, because you just want to understand the situation, they're going to be offended. They're going to be offended that you did not immediately take their word, take their perspective, trust everything they were saying, every detail of it down to the tone of voice and the look they were given and how rude the other person was being and how blatantly you know, disrespectful the other person was being. You have to agree. Oh my gosh, you're right. They were so disrespectful. They were so rude to you. They shouldn't have said 
it that way. They shouldn't, they should have looked at you or they shouldn't have looked at you, whatever it was they're complaining about. They're going to expect that you stand by them, period. No questions asked. That to me is narcissistic, all right? That to me is just someone with an agenda who wants to badmouth someone else and wants sympathy and agreement. And now they have spread, and this is gossip, you guys. Now they have spread information that's totally uh, subjective, right, to their perspective and how they understood it. Now they're spreading that misinformation to other people, to you, and hoping that you will have a bad feeling or bad um, perception of this person they were just complaining about. And then they walk away feeling great about themselves, right? Because their agenda is to smear this person and hurt this person because they took offense from that person. Here's the deal. If you question them, now you become the target. Now they're going to gossip about you and how disrespectful you were during this conversation and how your remark is now, uh, your questions were now, are now being interpreted by them to others as snide remarks, right? Now they're going to say how you were, you know, you, you wouldn't let up or you wouldn't accept their, their, you know, no matter how many times they said it to you. It's like, yeah, but they said the same information over and over again. They just weren't answering your question. So anyway, you guys, I wanted to get into this because if you're doing this to yourself, you're going to hurt yourself. If you're not able to hear somebody else, like, you know, if you're talking to somebody and you want to share with them the problem you're having, first of all, examine your goal here. Is your goal to actually um, figure out what happened? And if maybe you misinterpreted something or maybe you missed some detail or maybe there's a way to fix this. Or is your goal to just simply slander and hurt somebody? Is your goal simply to gossip and make sure that others turn against this person? If that is your goal, and, and you have to also look at, do I have evidence, right? I'm doing or noticing some things in my town with some pu public officials where I've watched state hearings, I've watched and listened to speeches and presentations, and I'm noticing contradictions, right? I'm not just noticing, but like very blatant contradictions and pretty much outright lies. So, and these are all recorded, so it's not like my perspective, okay, you guys? So if you have evidence, if you have information that others can look up, then it's not you coming in and just to hurt this person's reputation. It's you telling other people, oh, you know, well, last month this politician said or did that. And you can look it up, right? Just you look up their speech and whatever, the entire speech. Don't just get the little sound bites and the, you know, out of place little snippets that the media loves to give us. Read the whole thing. Listen to the whole thing in context. Now, if you go to people with evidence like this and you go, this is what happened. We can look it up. There's a record of it. Um, what the heck, right? You know, does this make sense to you? Is there something going Do you think there's something going on? Okay, that's one situation. 
But if you're just interested in getting sympathy, if you're just interested in getting somebody to, to commiserate with you and bash the other person, and it's all interaction, like uh, it's the way the person spoke to you, it's the look that they gave you, it's the, you know, it's the, these things are up for interpretation. These things are subjective. Because some people have thicker skin than others. That's all there is to it, you guys. Some people are just more easily offended. And some people are just more robust or gregarious in their speech. And they're not trying to hurt anybody. They're just passionate or whatever it might be. Now, so examine what is your goal here when I'm bringing this to other people. Examine that. Is your goal just to get people to turn against this person? Or is your goal to enlighten them that some corruption is happening? Or is your goal to figure out like, oh, I got into the situation with this person and, you know, is there something that I should, I could have done differently? Is there something I could have or should have said differently? And you're trying to solve the situation. Whatever your goal is, that's going to determine whether you're gossiping, lying, or, you know, being like the narcissist, and you don't want to be like that. We have had situations where, and I know you guys will have shared this too, situations where we're going along with the narcissist because we don't realize, first of all, that they're a narcissist, right? They're just a friend. And you're trusting everything they're saying, you're agreeing with them, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that person said that to you. You know, that's a terrible thing. You didn't deserve this, that, whatever. Um you kind of, you know, and there's a little bit of sympathy you want to give people. I can understand that. But you really don't want to perpetuate lies. You don't want to perpetuate the delusion they're living in because it will cripple them. They will not be able to move out of that. Now, that's for a normal person. Narcissists will just throw you aside or make you the target if you disagree with them. Normal people, if you disagree with them, and you ask them a few questions just to clarify like what really happened so that you understand it better. Um, normal people, if they start to get mad at you, they will keep themselves crippled. I mean, there's a chance that they can come out of it if they're willing to admit that you were right. But normal people sometimes are like narcissists and our, our pride gets in the way our ego gets in the way and we're like, no, they were wrong. We were right. And that's all we're willing to hear. And I want to share this with you because I don't want you to get stuck there. I don't want you to cripple yourself. If you feel like um, people are turning against you, they have questions, you don't want to answer them. You just want them to believe everything that you're saying. Stop for a second. Just stop for a second and see if maybe you should have handled it differently. Just maybe. And guess what? It's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you to entertain that. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to debilitate you. It's not going to cripple you to entertain the possibility that maybe you misunderstood or mistook something or um, that you might have said something that spurred that whatever reaction on. Okay? Um, because if you can do that, you will have just freed yourself. You will have just humbled yourself to the point 
where the truth can now come in. Once the truth comes in, and you're like, wow, I didn't realize I took it that way. I didn't realize I was so easily offended. I didn't realize that, uh, that there was a possibility that this other person Sorry, you guys, I'm trying to stop something. Hey, YouTube family, this is part two. I guess part one got cut off. So I apologize for that. I'm not quite sure what's going on with YouTube today. So for the last 30 minutes, I've been trying to get back to you guys. Um, I hope that you guys will come back. We'll see what happens. And I hope that you'll be able to look up part one which was about 20 something minutes long and this one will be about 20 something or maybe 30 minutes long. I just wanna go ahead and do part two of today's topic, which is that the narcissist and the new supplier are crippled by their own lies. And we're going through this. Oh, great, great. Glad to see you guys hopping back on. I appreciate that. Um, I wanna make sure that you guys get the rest of the story because this is a really important lesson to help you not be crippled. Narcissist, and their new supply get crippled by their own lies because they live inside of this fantasy world that the narcissist has created. But the new supply also takes on a lot of the same characteristics the narcissist does because they want to perpetuate the lie, the fantasy that they're living in. And the only way to perpetuate that is to continually lie to themselves. So, Yes, Obi, I did, and I started commenting and re, uh, replying to you, but then apparently I was off, offline, without knowing it. My screen kept showing that I was live, and then for some reason it did not take. I guess it just stopped. So, yes, good for you. I'm very glad that that worked out in court, and it sounds like the truth was revealed, which is what we all want. We just want that the truth is revealed. But narcissists do not. They, they want to hide. They want to hide in their lies so that they can perpetuate this fantasy that they live in where they are always right, where they always have the upper hand, where they're the smartest, the brightest, the best, the most beautiful, the most handsome, the most whatever, charismatic in the room. They want to perpetuate this lie that they keep telling themselves because they need to feel good about themselves. So if you should happen to disagree with them or should you question their perspective on something, you might become their new target or at least one of their new targets, right? They often have many targets because they don't like it when people disagree with them. They don't like it when uh, someone doesn't just automatically take their word for what happened, their subjective perspective and they, anyway, they will turn on you. And now when you become their target, they'll start to gossip about you. They'll start to hold a grudge against you. Um, they'll start building up some narrative in their head about what a horrible person you are and, and supply themselves with proof. It's not real proof, of course. It's their perspective and built up narrative about who you are. So... They're going to start saying, oh, yeah, it's because of the tone you used or the words you used or um, the way you looked at them when you said it, when there was none of that meaning, like none of that was there. But they get to twist whatever meaning they want out of your interaction with them. 
And it's not until it's too late that we recognize we were just dealing, we were dealing with a narcissist. Because we want to believe that people are normal, right? We want to believe that who we're talking to, who we're dealing with is a normal person. Mm. <clears throat> Had to get some water there, you guys. So when you're talking to a person, you can't automatically know that they're a narcissist. But even normal people are crippled by their own lies. So normal people sometimes fall into this trap as well. And that's why I'm trying to tell you guys about this. So that you don't fall into that trap. So that you don't become a victim of your own lies. Okay? You need to allow yourself to question. Okay? Allow yourself to say, hey, did maybe I take that the wrong way? Did maybe, maybe did I misinterpret something? Maybe did I get offended too easily? You know, is it possible that my perspective was not quite accurate? And it's, it's one thing to say, yeah, your feelings are valid and your, how you felt at the time is valid. I get that. But did you really have to feel offended? Did you really have to feel disrespected or hurt in that way? Or did you just take it the wrong way? And here's the deal. If you can see that maybe you took it the wrong way and maybe you could have just thought, you know what, even if they were trying to offend me, I didn't need to get offended. Like even if they used a tone with me, I didn't have to accept that as an attack. I could just understand that that's their problem. They have a tone problem, right? They have a problem with communication. They have a problem with the way they speak. Um, you don't have to be offended by that. Yeah, I was sharing with a friend recently how I was going through a drive through and the girl that was going over the intercom uh, had this really rude tone with me and my husband. And so it's just short and it sounded kind of just blunt, right? Like, what do you want? Is that all? You know, something like that. Um, and I thought, man, I could get offended by that. Like, what the heck is up with her tone? We just came in, you know, through, you know, going through the drive-thru wanting to order a burger. Why does she have to use this tone with us? And I thought, you know what? Instead of doing that, I'm just going to ask her how her day is going. Maybe it's something about her and not something about me. It wasn't an attack that I was supposed to accept, even though she was being rude, okay? Like if she had stopped and thought about it, she would have felt like, oh, I didn't really mean to talk to this person that I don't even know at all, who's a complete stranger sitting in their car. Why am I being rude towards them? Um, yeah, even though she was expressing her frustration at us, doesn't mean we have to accept it. Doesn't mean we have to take it on and then be hurt by it and be offended by it and feel disrespected by it. It could be that from her perspective, something else was going on and she didn't realize the tone she was using with us. So anyway, we go get through the drive-thru and we get to see her and I ask her, how, how is she doing? How is her day going? And apparently she's pretty stressed out and she's tired and they're understaffed and um, I guess some other things went wrong uh, that day. And then she, she started say you know speaking to us in this nicer tone like oh somebody cares about her 
Now she feels like she can be herself. Sometimes when we get offended, it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the other person and what they're going through. It's not even, you know, even if they're pointing um, some, some offense towards you, right? Even the, if they're trying, they, they are taking it out on you, their frustration. Doesn't mean you have to take it. You can just be like, uh, hey, is everything okay? You sound kind of upset. So that's what I want you guys to be able to do. Don't be crippled by your own lies. Like the narcissist is crippled by their own lies. How the narcissist cripples the new supply as well because they insist that the new supply live out those lies, right? They, they insist that the new supply take their side always and be offended with them and hold grudges against whoever the, the narcissist feels has offended them. Um, we don't have to do that. We don't even have to do it in our own lives, right? So that's what I want to share with you guys. Um, there are a couple other things, but I want to respond to you, Obi. Um, she knows she's, oh, hold on, let me go back a bit. Um, yeah, okay, so for those who did not catch it, and if you want to go back to the other live stream, I'll keep it up, part one. Um, Obi went to court with a narcissist, and she, the judge, um, I guess he said had laid into her or something like that and exposed her and uh, told Obi how to get his money back or yeah, something. This So good news. That was very good news for Obi. Uh, he says she knows she's brainwashed and asked if she can tell you how she feels about her father. And the judge said no. She doesn't belong in court. She belongs in school. I'm sorry. Who are you talking about? The narcissist? knows that she's brainwashed. Oh, are you talking about the a child that the narcissist has? Facts over feelings, my motto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because our feelings can mislead us, you guys. So here's the deal. I want to share with you that the delusion and interpretation and perspective these things are moving all the time. You need to, st to stick with facts. And not only that, you need to have thicker skin about taking offense. And that will help you so much in your life because that's what will prevent the grudges from landing, right? From, from growing inside of you. I see people who have grudges and won't talk to their family members for months or in sometimes years. Because they're holding on to a grudge. Not only are they holding on to this grudge, they're going to embellish the, the interaction that they had that caused the division, right? That caused the offense. They're going to embellish it. Suddenly, now there's going to be a tone that was used or maybe a look that was given or maybe um, a disregarding or flippant attitude right? They're going to embellish the, the incident to, to support their grudge. And once they do that, they're going to gossip about it. They're going to perpetuate this delusion, this, this fake world, this fake story that's now grown into a complete fictional story. But now they're so far into it, 
that they have to keep it going because other people know about this, right? Other people now know about it. And now they have to keep it going so that they don't look like the liar that they are or the embellisher that they are, right? So when the narcissist does that, and even normal people do this, you guys, because they're insecure, right? Narcissists are insecure, but so are normal people at times. When we become insecure, we start to need to embellish things or lie to ourselves in order to feel better. Don't do that. There are times when you start to feel like you're so angry and you want to hold on to this grudge. You have to tell yourself that it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Because those the people who hold on to grudges are the most miserable people I know. They won't let go. And they kind of can move on a little bit with their life into some er other areas, but they continue to hold this grudge, which, which grows like a cancer in their life. And then when they are reminded by the person they have a grudge against, they go back into this pit. So it looks like they're doing okay until they're reminded of this person that they have a grudge against. You want to have your life where when things happen or you see something that reminds you of a person that maybe did offend you. Maybe you did feel bad, you know, in an incident with them. But when you see something that reminds you of them, you don't feel anything. You're just like, oh, yeah, I don't know why they popped in. Oh, yeah, they popped into my mind because, you know, pink flowers remind me of them or oranges remind me of them because they had to have an orange or they loved orange juice every day. You know, whatever it is that reminds you of the person that you, you had an incident with. You want it to be like, oh, yeah, that reminds me. They liked oranges. And then that's it. Like there's no grudge, no hard feelings. You just move on. And you truly do move on. You don't cripple yourself with this grudge, with this offense, with this lie. And you don't gossip about them, right? Because gossip keeps a grudge going. Gossip keeps the grudge going. So you don't want to gossip about it. You want to just let it be. You don't. If you are still struggling with what happened between you and that person, you can get advice. You can get counseling. You can get friends to give you some input to how to get through it without revealing who the person is. All right. And that's what keeps it from being gossip. You don't continue to perpetuate the problem because you don't reveal who the person is. Because one day you will get to that point where you're going to not be affected mentally or psychologically, emotionally by the idea of that person even. You'll just go, oh, well, that reminds me of that person because they liked pink flowers or whatever it was, um, had pink flowers in their home. And you're like, okay, and that's it. No grudge, no gossip that had perpetuated this grudge. And no other people to ask you, so how's it going with that person, <laughs> right? No other people who would have been gossiped to who now know this whole backstory of you and this person um, to bother you with that person or that backstory anymore. So you guys, you don't want to cripple yourself. And, and unfortunately, though, for narcissists and their new supply, they stay crippled. They hold on to the grudge. They hold on to the lies as if they're real. And they continue to gossip. And this is where I've told you guys before. 
that even as they're gossiping about you, they're going to embellish things. And I've told my, my viewers before, you know, who, who were worried that they shared intimate things or details or information, um, some sensitive information with the narcissist or maybe even the new supply uh, or the narcissist flying monkeys, right? And you're like, oh, I shared this with them and now I realize I, I can't trust them. What can I do? Well, here's the deal. It doesn't matter in a way, okay? I know some people have a hard time hearing that, that it doesn't matter. The reason it doesn't matter is because they are going to embellish anyway. They're going to make up stuff about you anyway. If they have a target on you and they want to hurt you and they want to convince other people and gossip about you and convince other people to not like you or be against you or whatever it might be, they're going to embellish it. They're going to tell the uh, their listeners, right, their flying monkeys or their fan club, whoever's willing to listen to them. They're going to tell their fan club, their new supply, their audience, all kinds of things about you that what didn't even happen. The way you said something, the tone that you used, the look that you gave them, the words even, right, that you said, um, it's going to be completely fake. And there's nothing you can do about it, right? So here's the deal. So even if you didn't tell them this intimate information or sensitive stuff, they're going to make up stuff about you anyway, just to gossip about you. So nothing you can do about it. About it. Another thing I have shared with people is that, it, you know, what other people say about you is none of your business. What other people say about you is none of your business. And the reason for that is because you will drive yourself crazy running around trying to stop people from, from lying about you, okay? Especially when you have had a narcissist in your life. There's no doubt this narcissist is talking about you because narcissists love to gossip. They love to spread uh, negative stories about people because to them, that's amusing, right? It's entertaining even to them. It gets their adrenaline going, I guess, right? It's exciting to them. But for us, there's nothing we can do about it. If we felt like, oh my gosh, the narcissist is going to be at a family function. Oh, the narcissist is getting together with a mutual friend of ours. Oh my gosh, the narcissist is dating someone I used to know, you know, or I, I currently know. Um, you're going to drive yourself crazy thinking of all the times that you're going to have to follow this narcissist around to make sure they're not spreading lies about you. And that is just not effective, but also not reasonable. You, you can't do that, right? It's not logical that you can follow the narcissist around for the rest of their life and every interaction they have to make sure they're not talking about you. What you have to do is recognize and I don't want you to assume that they're talking about you, but I want you to assume that even if they are talking about you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Those who are not going to like you because they're swayed by the narcissist um, and never even talked to you, never even got to know you, you don't need them as friends anyway. Because what kind of friends are those, right? <laughs> you don't need that. You don't need their crazy drama in your life. You don't need the kind of people who love gossip in your life. So that's fine. 
let it go, right? So this is why I tell people it just doesn't matter. It really just doesn't matter what somebody else said or did or um, unless it's legal, of course, right? Then you have some legal repercussions and things that you can you can resolve in the in the courts. That's different. But when it's just social and you're trying to um, put out fires and gossip fires and lies and stuff like that, you can do some of that when it comes to you, right? If someone says something to you and brings it to your attention, okay, address it. You know, stand up for yourself. Absolutely stand up for yourself. But don't go around becoming obsessed with, and this will make you paranoid, by the way. It will destroy you. It will make you so paranoid that you think everybody's talking about you all the time. And we we have to just let that go. We have to not care. We have to just go, okay, the narcissist is a crazy person. And whoever is involved with this narcissist at this point is the loser. You know, we all know this because the narcissist is not someone you want to keep on as a close friend. They're not going to bring goodness and beauty and truth into your life. They're going to bring delusion and lies and grudges and gossip and they may seem exciting, but it's not worth it, you guys. You can create your own excitement in your own way, in a positive manner, where you're not giving part, a part of yourself in order to have that excitement, right? You're not giving up a part of your morality to have that, um, that excitement in your life or a part of your, uh, your foundation, your beliefs, right? You don't, you don't have to lower your standards in order... To have excitement in your life you guys so that is what i wanted to share with you be very careful about what lies you might be believing examine that humble yourself and ask yourself is there a lie that i'm believing that's holding me back that's keeping me uh imprisoned in a grudge right is there a lie or um is there a, a a misconception that I'm believing that makes me just loathe this other person. And, and for some reason, I find myself talking about this other person often, right? So that means you're holding a grudge of some sort. You have to come to peace with that. You have to release it. You have to admit that, you know what, whatever issue I had with this person, maybe it was that person's issue. Maybe there's nothing I can do to have changed that. And maybe I didn't need to accept that offense or barb or comment or whatever it was that other person did or said or happened between you. Um, just say you reject it. Just say, hmm, I'm not carrying that around anymore. I'm releasing that. And these are words that you want to speak out loud, by the way. Not in a crowded room, but maybe at home by yourself. Just examine that situation and say, I'm going to release that. I don't want to carry that grudge around anymore. I don't care anymore. And maybe it's that person. You know how people say you have to forgive in order to let go. That is kind of part of the forgiveness process is recognizing it's not, you don't need to carry it. You don't have to hold on to this burden, but also humble yourself to the point where you recognize is there something different that I could do now? Um, if there's not, then okay, you got to just release it. 
You just got to release it. Well, you guys, here's the last thing I want to share with you. But thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> good to see you guys all coming on. Lover of the Truth, good to see you. Oh, good. Lover of the Truth, you don't get the notifications. Maybe you need to hit the bell. Maybe that'll do it. Um, where you go to subscribe on the channel. Um, right next to my icon. All right, you guys. Last point I want to share with you is forgive yourself. All right, forgive yourself. So say you humble yourself and you look back at that situation. You're like, uh, I shouldn't have reacted the way I did. I'm a bit ashamed of the way I reacted. I, you know, I can tell you right now, there, there was something I did recently where I look back and I felt really bad because I was really wanting this person to understand what I was saying. So I kept saying stuff. For far too long. Okay, you guys, I said it for far too long. I should have just stopped. But I thought, okay, they're close. They're close to understanding. So if I explain it in a different way, if I use different words, um, and I just kept going for too long, I should have just said, okay, well, I don't know. I think I might have gotten to the point where it was too late <laughs> to back paddle at that point. But I look back at it and here's the deal. I apologized. I apologized to this person if, in case I had offended them with my questioning. Um, I just wanted to get clarity about the situation that they were talking about, um, some memory of something that happened, right, where they were offended. And I just wanted to understand it because I always want the truth. And, and I want people to see the truth. I want people to not be held back by grudges. Um, that's something I kind of saw in that person. It's like the grudge is growing inside of them. And it was years, years later, this grudge is still growing to the point where they feel like they have to make sure other people know that this person is a bad person. Now, I might have just turned the target onto myself, which is, uh, you know, it's done. What can I do at this point? So maybe some negativity or gossip is in, you know, coming at me at this point, who knows? Um, I'm not going to worry about that because there's nothing I can do. Like, I'm not going to follow this person around to make sure they're not talking about me, right? It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Whatever this person says about me at this point is not my business. It's not my problem and it's not my business. And those who might be believe this person, again, not my problem, not my business. That's between them and the, the person. Okay, so I apologized to the person at least three times, and all three times was never said, told, uh, you know, oh, I forgive you, or okay, or nothing. Just, this is what tells me there's something going on with this person, which, well, what can I do, right? I, I, I try to bring truth into the situation. They don't want truth. They just want sympathy, blind sympathy. Um... I tried too, too hard to expose the truth. I tried too hard to try to get to the bottom of things. And I regretted that because when you do that, it people can get offended by it. It was not meant to be offensive, but people will take offense regardless of what you do. And then people may not forgive you, just like what just happened with me. This person, from what I can tell, unless somehow they forgave me in their heart, but refused to say it out loud to me. Um, so that kind of tells me they're not forgiving me, you guys. So even if someone doesn't forgive you, 
you can forgive yourself. All right. You can recognize, humble yourself and realize, ah, I probably shouldn't have kept saying this, or I probably should have just given up at that this point when they weren't getting it. Um, and then forgive yourself and say, you know what, you know, I, I did apologize. I did what I could do to correct it. And then the rest is up to them, right? The rest is up to them. That's all you can do. So you guys forgive yourself. Don't gossip. Don't hold a grudge. Humble yourself and look at the situation and see if there's something you could have done differently. And then forgive yourself. All right. So that is today's lesson. I hope that that has helped you guys because I honestly do not want you to be crippled by lies that you believe or that of or lies that you may even be telling yourself. And I don't want you to cripple yourself with gossip and grudges. These all go together. The lies narcissists tell themselves support the grudges that that then turn into gossip because they have to perpetuate the lie in order to feel good about themselves and get others to sympathize with them about this lie in order to feel good about themselves, to feel vindicated or to feel, um, what is that? To be, um, oh, why can't I think of the word? Just, just they, they want to believe that others are behind them, right? That they had reason to react or behave the way they did. And sadly, had this person stopped to look at that situation that happened years ago, had this person stopped to do that, they may have been able to let go of the grudge and would then be able to stop gossiping about it even years down the road. Um, they would be able to let it go. And then every time they are reminded by or reminded of that person they have a grudge against, they're not going to get angry. They're not going to feel foul. They're not going to have this dark cloud start to appear again and again and again every time they're reminded of this person that they are angry with. This is what I want to release you guys from, that narcissists and the news supply, while the news supplies under the the spell of the narcissist, they cripple themselves with. They cripple themselves with these delusions. And you need to, and even normal people will turn, um, turn out this way if they hold on to delusions like that. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for watching. I hope that if you want to catch the first part of this episode, go look for it. It's out there. It'll be in, on my channel, um, uh, uploaded under Happy Crappy Hour. And if you want to support me, that's great. I would would really appreciate that. There's a link to, to that at the end of the video. But also, if you would just watch a commercial once in a while on my channel, that would really help me. I also earn money that way. Um, and right now, that's primarily the only way I'm earning money. So if you could do that, I would appreciate it. Give me a thumbs up. Comment on my videos. Share it with others uh, that you think would would benefit from it and take care of yourselves be kind to others and i will see you next week